quick word on our sponsors. ScalarLight is a quantum healing company using Scalar Energy devices that work remotely, giving distant healing anywhere in the world. In conjunction with the Clockwork Junkie podcast, you can get a 30-day free trial. No credit cards, no debit cards. It is 100% free. To sign up, all you have to do is click the link in the description below, add your name, your email, and upload a selfie. Scalar Light, a new era of quantum healing. Hey, how are things? This is Mark here, and welcome back to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. This is episode 209. Thank you for tuning in, and as always, you are more than welcome. Thank you to all the people who have only ever previously watched me on YouTube, who came over to the dark side, if you like, to listen to me on Spotify or all the other audio platforms the podcast is on. It's much appreciated. Thank you for the follows. Um, thank you to the people who share the podcast. It really means the world to me. Um, and a special thank you for the people who donated to the Clockwork Junkie podcast PayPal account. You can make a one-time donation if you like. It's paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. Also, the link for the sponsor is in the description. Scalar Light is 30 days free. Um, you can go and check that out. And I'll also leave a link to the video that i done on YouTube with the founder of Scalar Light, Tom Palladino. And you can go and check that out and see what it's all about. But um, I'm not sure how long that offer lasts, but it's 30 days free for in conjunction with the Clockwork Junkie podcast. So check that out. If you haven't done guest on the show today, he's from the Midlands. He is 19 years of age. His name is Jack Tiernan. He is just so talented. You know, you always think of talented people and they have to come out of Seattle or London or somewhere like that. But it's oftentimes you don't have to look too far. Um, I'm going to play two of his songs here today. Um, I'm going to leave Jack's link in the description as well to his Instagram account, you can go and check him out if you like what you hear. I think this guy is gonna genuinely be going places. Um such a nice voice, such a good songwriter for such a young guy. I can only imagine what he'll be at in a couple of years. So all that's coming up on the podcast today. If you wanna contact me, you can do so. It's clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. You can DM me on Instagram, message me on Facebook. My link tree link is in the show notes of this podcast as well, where you can follow me on socials or Listen to me anywhere you want. So before I bring Jack on, isn't the world a crazy place? Um, I heard a comedian, and I think I'll just play it for you and see what you think yourself. Nothing makes fucking sense. Life makes no sense. You're on a planet right now. You're on a space rock floating in nothingness, infinite nothingness, and the infinite nothingness is expanding. That means endlessness is getting bigger. That makes no fucking sense. We all just act like it's normal. Like, oh, we're, everything's made of molecules. Okay. Got it. I'll never think about that again. I'm made of molecules. You're made of molecules. The air between us, it's all made of molecules. That makes no fucking sense. These molecules know they're molecules. These molecules are like, I'm Pete. That doesn't make any sense. I thought that was good. It's uh, it's like um, we're worrying about stuff all of the time. We're in constant state of anxiety and pressure. When you think about it, you know, we're one of, what, 8 billion people on planet Earth traveling around a big ball of light, which is the sun, which is traveling around 
our galaxy which is traveling around the universe which perhaps might be a multiverse and it's funny as well it's um sometimes it's good to put things into perspective i i seen something you know that actress um salma hayek i heard her saying something before um and i just have it for you here now and it's actually short i think it's 30 seconds long but it's about what people say um how people can get brought down putting other people down people putting you down i think this explains it very well and uh i'll let you hear it now if i start insulting you in another language you feel nothing they don't mean anything to you because it's you who puts the meaning to it me i know what it means but it doesn't matter how hard i scream them to you you might start laughing take their words take away the value of the words and drop them to the floor if you take that away they fall to the ground they never get to touch you they are nothing i couldn't have put that better myself um good woman salma it's true though you know sometimes we worry about stuff and what will people think and what will people say and who gives a shit you know genuinely who gives a shit i i'm i'm sick to my tits of people other people people that i like whether it be a celebrity or Joe blogs down the road or someone I've known for 20 years worrying about oh I won't do that because people might think this and people might think that and I say listen go fuck them honestly genuinely go fuck them um I got some I got an email well more than one email from the podcast last week um I said a couple of words about the war culture how I think that it's nonsense how I think that it's a fad how I think that it won't last and it is not working and it's doing the actual opposite of what these woke people think that it's doing. Um, and when I speak about woke people, I don't mean people who are activists. I don't mean people who are trying to fight for the rights and the betterment of humanity. They're doing really, really well, and I support them. I'm talking about the idiots who are on Twitter um, lying. Some of them are bots. Some of them are just talking nonsense 24-7 about everything. We want this. We want that. I think this uh, explains it better than I ever could. If we live in a matriarchal society that was run by women, what would the man's role become? Um, the hard workers, and we'd be the bitches at home. Isn't that exactly what we have right now? Yeah, you're right. So why would a why would a matriarchy be any better than a patriarchy if that's exactly what we have right now? Okay, sorry, I contradicted your question. Too many tequila shots. Yeah, so they're the type of people I'm talking about. They drive me absolutely daft. They're all over social media, spouting stuff, saying stuff every five minutes. We want this, we want that, we want the other. You do not know what you want. You don't even know what you're campaigning against nine times out of ten. Remember I said um, last week that Christmas is around the corner, and it surely is around the corner now. It's like, <clears throat> I don't really like Christmas, and I, I can't put my finger on why. I was thinking about it since the last podcast. I can't put my finger on why I don't like it. Like, if, if my baseline happiness was 5 out of 10, let's just say that's the average person, and I am the average person. Well, around Christmas, for no reason other than it's just Christmas, my baseline happiness is no longer 5, it's like 3 or 4 on tops. And I haven't quite worked out why. I wonder if anyone else, do you like Christmas, do you not like Christmas, why? Um, I'm not sure why, I can think of a couple of reasons, but I was thinking about it, as I said last week, and... None of them are enough for me not to like it, if that makes any sense. Um, so it just that kind of got me thinking, as I do, about life and stuff like that, you know. And uh, 
how sometimes people feel that life is too much and you know they end it because as a lot of people know I had that situation before in my life when I had depression and I didn't do it and I also don't know why I didn't do it I just knew instinctively immediately that I wouldn't do it and I don't know why it is but I came across something that I heard um, and I think it might have helped me if I was feeling low at the time to hear this and I think I want to play it for you um, it's a girl talking I know her name but I just can't think of it offhand now she's an actress she's on a podcast but there's music over the background of it and it's a little bit harder to hear at the end but you will no doubt get the gist of it if I started out as this celestial being this just energy and the universe or God or whomever said hey do you want to go to earth for an incredibly short amount of time like a blip and experience every emotion that you could possibly feel as a human you get to have all these experiences love heartache anxiety joy euphoria whatever all of it do you want to do that yeah i do and so when i am feeling these intense feelings it's sort of like a reality check to step outside and say although this is a very That's one of those things that kind of uh, kind of hit me in the feels, you know. Um, I thought it was very, very poignant and I can't say that I don't disagree with her. My guest, as I said today, is Jack Tiernan. I'm really looking forward to you hearing him and hearing some of his tunes. And don't forget to follow him. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Jack, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're more than welcome. Um, how long have you been playing guitar and writing songs? Um, just since the very first lockdown, the very first lockdown. Well, I was given my first guitar by uh, a friend of my dad. And um, so I really just started from there, started from there, started writing my first songs and then got very, very heavily into it during the first lockdown. And that's that's not that long ago. That's actually the same time as I started this podcast, would you believe? It was in lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 when it all started for me. Like I, I had a, um, I play guitar as well, but I had it about five or six years before I got one tenth as good as you are now. So that's after <laughs> pissed me right off straight, straight, straight away. I thought you were playing it since you were four or five, you know. I oh, know. I wish. I wish. Uh, I have a question for you, and I'll let you think about it. Normally, at the end of talking to someone, I say, "Where would you see yourself in five years' time, or three years' time?" And it's normally at the end of a long conversation. But I'm going to ask you that question first. But before I do that, I'll just play one of your tracks. This one is called You. This room is burning And we're dancing in slow motion All the commotion and I'm drowning in the ocean I give it up for one more night 
Give me time and I'll make things right I wanna love you till we're 99 Hold your hand, just don't blink twice I wanna fall into your brown eyes I wanna make sure that I get it right Well I found my girl My world, something that I knew was missing Well I found the one I love And I'm not even second guessing It's always been you, it's always been you Since the second that I saw you I'll take you places Second that I saw you So that was a very good track. I think when I spoke to you on the phone, I told you that you were, I thought you were extremely talented. Um, what's that song about? Um, that song oh, about... Me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, really, the song's about a relationship I was in and just um, sort of, you know, I know my 19 and stuff, which was my first experience of love and that's sort of the... My outlook on it really—that's that's that's what that was. So it's autobiographical. It's not just something you made up in your head. It's an actual story. It's a story. Yeah, it's a story. Wow. I bet you whoever was in that relationship does the person know that that's about the breakup. Yeah, of course, of course they know. Like you know, it's it's sort of one of them things. You know, it's uh, you, you don't actually realize how good it was until it's gone. One of them, one of them sort of things. Yeah. Jesus, that's deep uh, for a 19-year-old. That's uh, that's uh, how I feel about a spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> when I'm eating it, it's fine, but when it's gone, I'm absolutely crestfallen. So look, let's go back to what I said initially. So at the end of the podcast, if I have an author on or a recording artist or whatever, I ask them the question, what would you do and where would you like to see yourself in five years? So where would you like to see yourself in five years' time? Um, well, I suppose this this question could could uh could go anywhere because just there gone on the twelfth I um went through the 
final sort of audition process of Britain's Got Talent. So oh. I'm in five years' time, I could be <laughs> hopefully, please God, living the dream and selling out shows, or I could be still at my humble beginnings of busking on the streets of Galway and you know doing doing my own thing. But I suppose that's a that's a question that. I'd love to have an image, but right now it's it's like a bouncy ball. My head is all over the place. I could be doing what I love doing, selling shows every day, or I could be working a night shift in a warehouse while trying to busk and record music. Still, well, you're you know you're you're working and you're working on what you want in the end as well, you know, which is good. You're you're doing both. Just as was that an exclusive that you got through the auditions of the Britain's Got yeah. Talent? At the moment, we've uh, I've I've went through all the audition process, and now it's just sitting tight, um, squeaky bum time, waiting for an email to see if I'm on the the final audition in front of the judges now. Yeah, but it's not, it's crazy because on that show, some people go up and they can't sing at all, or they have to be brought in, I suppose, for comical value then there's a serious people like yourself that okay okay you 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 mentioned there about living the dream about what is living the dream is it like and i'm going to ask you this question straight out do you want to be famous or do you want to be a recording artist i just want to be a recording artist i just want to be able to do music every day i you know the the money and the fame that that can come, that can go, that is what it is. But for me, it's just I want to be able to do music every day and have that as my full-time job. I suppose um, if you won the lottery, you'd still be making music. So that says everything, you know? Oh, 100%, 100%. You know, yeah. That's, um, yeah, well, look, con- congratulations on that. Um, You know, that's a, that's a dog-eat-dog type of show. You're the belly of the ball one week and the next week then you're... Mr. Nasty, you know, so hopefully, when's that going to be coming out on TV, do you know, if it, if it was a thing that you did get through the auditions? I'm not too sure, I'm, I think they said... this year? Uh, yeah, so you'll hear back, we we were told we'll hear back on email whether you're on the show or not in, in the likes of uh, February or March, whatever, and then they start recording then, so I presume summer, probably summer, Chris, towards the start next Christmas. Yeah, which is good. Look with that man, and well done for applying as well and getting your arse up and going there and doing your thing. You know that's a uh, nothing. You can sit in the house and you can wish all you want, but if you don't get up and start doing stuff, unfortunately, as you know, nothing happens at all. Hundred percent, Um, yeah, that's cool. And you're right. Like, so, how many of your own songs would you have written so far? How many? Like, yeah. Like, is it two or three, or is it 20, or what kind of a... I'd say we'd be up in the 60s or 70s now. Whoa, okay. Which, like, uh, no, obviously, it's like a pure trial and error. I could write 200 songs, and I could take lines from 90 of the songs to make one song. So it's just purely... Out of them 60 songs, I'd say there's seven that are good enough to release. Okay. But the other ones could be worked on and maybe made something as well. So, mixed and matched, yeah. Well, I suppose if if you were uh, backed into a corner, you nearly have an album there as well. Not far off, and not far off. You know, the the plan now of haven't really released much. 
I've released, I'd say, four singles in the last three years, and I've taken some down off Spotify because I feel like the the stuff I'm writing now is very different to what I was writing, like maturity wise and the structure and stuff. Obviously, you get better the more you do stuff, but I mean, I want to rebrand myself completely, and I want to, if it catches somebody eye, somebody's eye, they have six or seven really, really good things to listen to, then two or three. Yeah, so I've actually heard um, other artists say that, whereby um, even like, you know, Taylor Swift or Megan Trainor or even people like that to say like, is there any regrets? And they'd say, yeah, the first two albums, you know, because they've, they've moved on <laughs> musically so much since that, that yeah. all of a sudden these seem shit to them. But listen, it's uh, we're not in charge of what other people like, you know? 100%, 100%. You know? But uh Look, I'm going to play another song now called Insecure. And you might tell us about that one before we play it. What's that about? Um, that song is just about, um, that's a, a typical teenage heartbreak song of... God, everything's heartbreak with you. My God, it's running uplifting yeah. songs. <laughs> that song is at the start of a relationship thinking you're uh, Ronaldo to this person, but you're actually just a Phil Jones. Oh, that's wow. What, that's what that is. <laughs> Anyone doesn't know what that's a Manchester United reference. Um, and Phil Jones, if you're listening, I apologise. <laughs> this is insecure. Do you see him with them eyes? You see me with on the first night our eyes collided and watch the stars align. Does he make you feel at home? Does he give you everything I try to? Now I see you as a lesson from my past 
on the first night our eyes collided And watch the stars align Cause she's your type He's everything you've ever wanted He's everything you've ever dreamed No, I'm a little insecure So I suppose if I didn't mention at the start, um, I think we said it off air. I might leave. Is your Instagram link in the description? Yeah, Instagram. You can go yeah. and check you out. Um, what's next? What's your... You're releasing an, another song soon? Are you releasing... Uh, yeah, I'm going to plan on having three releases in 2023. So I'm sitting on two songs at the moment. Um, one is fully recorded. That's the first one you heard there, you. That's that's going to be the first single of 2023. And then I have a single I have been sitting on for about, since 2020, which is like a, a very personal song to me, which I've been sitting on since 2020 because it's, uh, I think every time I hear the song, it still is one of them songs where I just wasn't ready to release just because of the meaning and the story behind it. So, that's definitely going to be out in 2023 and get more into the gigging scene in Athlone. I think I've only, um, I think locally I've only really started getting into the the pub sort of side of things um, over the last two, three months. Thanks to the helps of pubs like Video Dowds and places like that, really just, I text, throw them a DM on Instagram, how are you lads? You give us a gig. Yeah, 100% come in and see what, you, see what you're like. And, you know, to be fair, that the support out of local pubs actually in town has been absolutely amazing so that's so important as well because um like if it's a thing that it does go well and fingers crossed that it does go well for you like all these pub gigs and singing away that's cutting your teeth as well like it's probably one thing sitting down in your room writing a classic album but to go out and perform it live you need to be performing it live you know really 100 percent. like i've done um just February this year, I headlined my first show up in Dublin, and it's a very, very different ball game standing in front of a hundred people that are here to see you, and then standing in front of sixty old lads in a pub in the middle of Athlone, and they don't want to hear your shite; they want to hear Nate and Carter and all this mad stuff that that just isn't isn't me. But you know, it's it shows you that you need to also play to a crowd. Like on the thirtieth of December, I'm opening for. The crowd, um, George Murphy and the Rising Suns, in the venue, and it's the same thing, you know. They're have a mature crowd. They're more traditional Irish music, where I'm completely teenage heartbreak, cry yourself to sleep in their bedroom sort of stuff. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what kind of life have you had for the last nineteen years? <laughs> fucking hell, you have me fucking depressed here. <laughs> Who's a, that's actually leads me on to my next question. Who would be, and I know this answer could be a thousand people, but who would be your influences in music? Who do you listen to? Who do you like? Uh, oh, for me, without a shadow, like, music-wise, I'd be Dermot Kennedy, Damien Rice, Glenn Hansard, uh, a mix of old school and nowadays. Um, the, the three of them really would stick out if for me. If you don't me. mind me saying, you can kind of hear that in your songs. It's, oh, well, <laughs> it's that type of uh, that's um, 
so I, before you come on the podcast, I looked you up to see, I said, is this fucker any good now before I get him on, you know? <laughs> and I've seen him, um, there's a video of you on YouTube. I think it's for that song, You, maybe. It's an actual video made by someone else. Yeah, yeah. And it's the, the tone of your voice reminded me of um, Glenn Hansen when he sings that song. It's a Once, isn't it? Or is that that movie Once? It's the movie Once, uh, Fallen Slowly. Yes, 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 yes. I said, oh, he's that type of, that's, that, that's what I got from it. So um, that's probably a compliment, that's, I suppose. Yeah. That's a huge compliment. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I do understand that you can't walk into a local pub anywhere in Ireland and sit down and start playing 12 melancholy songs and expect like, 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds to be clapping and asking for your autograph. You have to kind of play it to the crowd as well. But as we said, that's cutting your teeth. End of story. That's You have to fucking get good at that, you know? That's what it is. It, it, like, it just teaches you that, you know, like when you get to this stage where if you're really putting the work and you're putting the effort, like there's a possibility you get to the stage where every show you do will just be to a crowd that want to see you. That's, you know, you have to do the nitty gritty stuff and <clears throat> dig your feet in the dirt just to get to that stage. So, isn't the goal, Jack, to be just about to start one of the choruses of your song and you have to stay quiet because the crowd is singing it back to you. They know all the words. That's a goosebump moment. That's the dream. That's the dream where I, whether it's 10 people or 10,000 people, if I ever hear somebody or a group of people sing my lyrics back, then I'd be like, right, that's, that's my I made it moment. Whether it's, yeah. in, whether it's in the Brazen Monkey video doubt or the Tree Arena, if that ever happens, I'm sound. I know. And anyone who ever picked up an instrument who didn't say that is fucking lying, you know? A hundred percent. I know, like, I used to write songs before um, and I stopped playing for about 12 years, but I only started up again. I, I'm, I'm not good at all. But even now, like, in the last three months, I've written two songs. I, I can't sing at all. What's, like, it's not that, oh, well, you're not too... I can't sing, 100 percent I'm even telling you that. But when I finish one of my own ones, I always say, thank you, Wembley! <laughs> and I fucking know there only me, you know? So... <laughs> Probably shouldn't have shared that, you know. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, look, I suppose, finally, just something that I was wondering. So when you're on Britain's Got Talent and you went and done your auditions and you're waiting for an email, and did you sing any of your own songs in the audition or was it? No, um, my plan is to sing um, uh, the song I was trying to get to you, Fade Away. If I get on the audition, the tele- televised audition, I plan on, on singing that, you know, it's it's a song that has a has a really, really deep message behind it um, of, like, the likes of mental health and stuff like that. Like, the first single I ever released was in aid of Pieta House. I tried to raise money, like, as a, you know, just, uh, I didn't know what else to do. Like, so it was just a song about about mental health and I raised money for Pieta House and then I wrote this song. So, uh this the plan is to get on the televised show and and sort of try and spread a bit of awareness with the with the tune and that's it. Yeah, that might be an emotional moment, certainly a brave moment. But and hundred percent, like I cannot play the song, get through the whole song without tears, like yeah. without fail every time. Yeah. So the the first time you're going to try to do it in front of people is that fucking Britain's got that. <laughs> Jesus, you must have nerves <laughs> of steel, have you? <laughs> yeah but man well look listen if any year any songs come out or if they're nearly out look you know you have my number you can hit me up i'll play them here first let people have a listen um to get all the new information and everything is jack doing i will leave the link as i said to his instagram account in the description go down give it a click give him a follow 
listen to some of his tunes and you'll be the first to hear any new stuff that comes out. Cheers, bud. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All the best, brother. Bye-bye.